The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome everybody to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, the 6th of December, and we are here uh, on a rare day off, one of the first few days off upcoming during Qatar 2022. To have a look at the futures markets and some player props. Um, well, we've got eight teams remaining. Quarterfinals are set, um, so we can revisit these markets. See if anything stands out. They're still all very live. Lots of plus money picks. Lots of long shots have still got a chance as well. Um, so plenty of things for us to talk about. Joining me uh, this evening, as per usual, our co-host from Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, what's happening? Good evening, Malcolm. How are we doing? Good. Um, where have you been tonight? I've been to the theatre. Fancy pants. Pantomime action tonight. Do they have pantomimes in America? You what? You reckon they have pantomimes in America? Or do you think it's they don't have pantomimes in America? I don't think they know what pantomimes is in America. Uh, Can you give so. us like a, a, a 20 seconds uh, overview of a pantomime if you were explaining this to our American audience? Yeah, for our American audience and overseas followers, pantomimes a uh, it's a theatre show, family orientated, um, for all the kids, all the family. It's always a classic fairy tale, isn't it? So it can be Cinderella, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Beauty and the Beast, all of those sort of things. Loads of comedy thrown in, musical stuff thrown in, magic, fireworks, all of that sort of stuff. Kids love it, and it's on every Christmas, isn't it? Every theatre. Across the UK at Christmas, we'll run one for three or four weeks. Uh, so tonight we went to see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. With uh, who was in it? Was, it some, was there an old shit, old yeah, shit we, personality in it? They've normally got um, again just the. You normally get a really old, like nineteen seventies celebrity. Although they're all in prison, like so, they might have had to pivot to nineteen eighties celebrities. So you normally get like someone who like did the weather on local news in 1981, that kind of level of X-list celebrity we're talking about. So who was it, Buzz? We, we were a bit bit higher, but probably 90s, 90s this time. Okay. We had Joe Pasquale <laughs> and uh, Faye from Steps. Oh, what? Yeah, that's, so that's the highest level. So we had a bit of a Steps medley at the end, like everyone singing and dancing on their feet, stamping their feet with a bit of tragedy and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so yeah, Joe Pasquale and Faye from Steps were the stars of the show tonight. Yeah, Joe Pasquale's quality, Faye from Steps. Back in the day, Baz, I'm sure there was a Faye from Steps poster on my uh, on my bedroom <laughs> wall when I well I was about 19. I'll be honest, when Steps were kicking around, but it doesn't mean uh, yeah, Faye from Steps was it was high quality back in the day. Excellent. Um, no, yeah, well done you. Um, and in other news, Baz, I believe we've had goulash. Oh yes. 
yeah, I did tweet that out. So if you're on Twitter, you'll have seen a picture of the uh, the old beef goulash. There's been a lot of talk of beef goulash since I come back from Slovakia. Uh, eventually got it done today, and it lived up to all expectations. Tremendous, really, really good. It looked good. Was um, yeah. was the bear happy? <laughs> Believe it or not, she didn't have any. She'd oh been God. desperate for a chicken tikka masala for days. And uh, Helen had been to the shop and bought her a chicken tikka masala yesterday just for her, just an individual portion. And uh, she came come in tonight all excited for a curry. And I gave her the choice of the two and she went for the chicken tikka masala. She's, so she's, she's determined. She said, I've had to, I'll have to make another goulash on another day. Is there no goulash left? To be fair, there is some left, so she'll probably have that tomorrow. Oh, fair she's enough. a big fan of a curry, as Sophie, like the little one loves a curry. Um, you could ask her every day what she wants for tea and curry will and be. She'll have a curry. Aye. Good. Massive respect to that one. Um, I've just got out the bath bars and uh, one of my pet hates, I can't believe I've brought this up yet. I'm I'm a man of a certain age, so I had to apply various creams, bars upon getting out the bath. I had three different creams to apply. <laughs> or they weren't all creams. Ointments, lotions, or whatever you want to call them. What annoys me? Are you a, are you a big creamer, Baz? No. I mean, what is the point, Malcolm? You still look a fucking mess. So are you winding me up? <laughs> have, a, have a look. You look like you've have just a been look. dragged out of a hedge. I've just got out the bath, man. Put me Morocco top over me pyjama top, because obviously Morocco one, we're going to come to that. Do you not use a bit of moisturiser or anything? No, I know like that. None of that shit. You're big shiny heat. You must moisturise that. That's not that shiny yeah. naturally. No? Yeah. yeah I can't no, what annoys me is, Baz, sort that. Um, half the cream must go in your finger. Wasn't it? <laughs> I'm assuming it does, I. You've got lovely soft fingers. You got well, whatever. It might not be moisturiser. It might be for medical purposes. 50% of all creams must go in your finger. It's an absolute racket. Like the, the cream industry bars have absolutely worked us over here. Uh, and I'm not... I, I would invent something to fix that problem, but it's pretty straightforward. Really. You either need a thimble, I think. A glove, innit? Just a glove. Th- yeah, if you cut the finger off a, a latex glove, you're in business. So I don't yeah. think I could make millions on it because people would look at the invention and say, <laughs> well, I'll just go home and cut the finger off a glove. Um, but I get continually outraged by the thought of half the cream going in my finger. Normally in my <laughs> post-bath rituals, like, um, and it just occurred to us then because I had to put a bit of tiger balm on my chest here, Baz, because I've got a bit of a cough. You know, every time you make me laugh, I start coughing my guts up. So a bit of tiger balm on the chest, and then I moisturise, and then the third cream will uh, we don't need to go into. But yeah, um, so my finger's borne the brunt. Look at that. All of that cream in there. Um, Malcolm, you're living the yes. life of a 60-year-old bloke, like we a tiger bomb. A 60-year-old woman, in fact. We a tiger bomb. Do you not like a tiger bomb? It's one of the great products. Like no tiger bomb in our house. Like Oh, mate, it's one of the great products. It's uh, I like what I enjoyed the night was. This is absolutely shit content, by the way. Um, is Because the bath was really hot and all steamy. I take the lid off the tiger bomb. And I, and I put it in the bath and just let it bob around. So it kind of, because it's like waxy, it melts in the heat and it just sort of fills the air. You know what I mean? So I feel yeah. like I'm having a Turkish bath kind of thing with the uh, the tiger bomb bobs around in there. You're shaking your head, apparently furious at this news. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll consider the tiger bomb in future. Next All right, get the tiger bomb on, Buzz. You too. You too can look as good as me. Um, we didn't do a show last night because there was no football to talk about, so we've got four 
um, remaining round of 16 games to catch up on. We'll do that ever so briefly. First up yesterday was Japan against Croatia. Um, in fact, it's probably a good job we we can factor these games into our E-Cup because we did okay yesterday and we were shite today. So, um, a little tout from yesterday. I think we, we nailed pretty much everything. The game finished yeah. 1-1 with no goals in extra time. Uh, Croatia won on penalties. Um, but yeah, I gave out Often in these games, as you'll be aware, I've been starting with the correct score and then reverse engineering it. I mean, 1-1 was my starting point, so anything you want, I gave the draw out, which was a nice prize, both teams to score, um, all manner of things like that. And then, just disappointing, the Japan penalties, because um, Japan would have been a more fun team to go through with. I think I talked the night before about I was bored of some of these sort of middle-ranking European teams, because Croatia have actually been apart from spanking Canada, Croatia haven't been very good at all and no. weren't really against Japan. I think Japan were the, um, were the better team, but absolutely minged all four of their penalties um, straight at the Croatian goalie. So, yeah, a bit of a shame. I would, Japan would have been better for the tournament, I think, but Croatia squeezed to win that one. But uh, we did all right with our picks, Baz. I think you had a winner as well. Yeah, yeah, I think I went both teams to score also in the Japan game. Can't remember off the top of my head now, but I had a good night on the, the following game as well. Uh, well, I think we both done all right on the Brazil game, didn't we? Yeah, the Brazil was a funny one because it could have, even though, I mean, they were absolutely brilliant. They, they humped South Korea 4-1. They were 4-0 up after about half an hour. Um, but you could have easily lost a couple of your bets because with a big 4-0 at half-time, then um, Korea actually won the second half 1-0. So a few lines like Brazil to win both halves. I've taken a couple of times. I've landed that. And that's the sort of bet where you could have just tripped up on what really was an easy cash. If you fancied Brazil, you, you cashed it pretty much in any way. But there were a couple of a couple of methods that you could have lost um, this yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, um, Brazil, Brazil to win to nil would have been a sickener, wouldn't it? That was another uh, sickener, yeah. Um, um, but again, I mean, to, I suppose I got a little bit lucky in that I picked up uh, both teams to score at 11 to 8. Um, but I did put out as my pick was the over two and a half goals because I factored in the 3-0 Brazil win um, and that had cashed, like you say, after 20-odd minutes, which I'd done the night before with England-Senegal. Just a little bit of a safety net. So that worked out a couple of times. Uh, but Brazil looked really, really good, Baz. Yeah, so I took the Brazil goal. So the over two and a half, I went went strictly on the Brazil side. Uh, two and a half over 2.5 was 11 to 8. Um, and I... Pushed that up. I'd went over two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half. So I had some decent bets and sitting four four goals in at half time. Obviously, good profit from the over two point five and over three point five Brazil goals. But you're sitting there thinking, yeah. surely the over five, four and a half and the five and a half are going to cash here. And then Brazil just took a foot off the pedal. It's always a risk with those bets, isn't it? You, you sort of know that that's always a possibility. Uh, but still, it was a, a very good night with uh, the Brazil. And as you say, you know, most people would have been on that side of things. Uh, but still, yeah. get plus money for those sort of bets. We've, we've done all right there. Yeah, so Brazil went through pretty bloodlessly to take on Croatia. Favourites both landing there. And then this evening, we've had, um, this afternoon, the first big shock, really. Um, certainly the biggest shock in this in this second round of games, where Morocco um knocked Spain out on penalties, hence my uh, Morocco top over me Jimmy Jams. Um nil-nil game was absolute dog shit. Um but Morocco achieved what they set out to do. Um it can happen. It certainly can happen against a team like Spain 
who are just going to, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. But um, I don't think there was an awful lot of credit, frankly, in what Morocco did. Um, and at the end of the game, before extra time, Laura Woods and Joe Cole were saying, this has been a magnificent game to watch. And it hadn't. It had been absolutely terrible. Morocco made a couple of half chances. Actually, the substitutes um, got sort of one-on-one a couple of times and never looked like scoring. Um, and Spain had a plan A and absolutely nothing else. Like I just don't think they're good enough because they haven't got another gear, Spain, to me. Um, they were sideways, 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 20-yard diagonal chip, Morocco bloke, heads it clear, start again. Um, the manager seemed reluctant to make changes uh, in early in early stage in the game. They brought Morata on and then still played the same way, which doesn't really play to Morata's strengths at all. So, I, don't I think ultimately Spain... You know, given his performances, you know, he's a top scorer. He was scoring every time he come on. I just, I don't know why they don't don't start. I just but, don't think he fits in with that system of play. Yeah, like, But it is, it's just keep ball, but just do nothing with it, do they? I mean... yeah. I'm sure I looked at, uh, I think it was at 90 minutes. I don't know how it finished up in the end. They probably create a few more chances in the the extra time period. But I'm sure at 90 minutes, they had something like 76% possession and, and two shots on target the whole game from that. It, you can have the ball. Or it's, it's no wonder teams are happy to, to let them have the ball for as long as they like because they just don't do anything with it, do they? In that, that sort of final final third. No, um, the XG, I think the combined XG was something like 0.88 after 90 minutes. In extra yeah, time, Morocco looked a little bit more dangerous. They broke and got on the wrong side a couple of times. Um, Sarabia hit the beans on toe straight at the end. I think he was offside. They only showed one replay of it um, and then stopped talking about it because it hadn't gone in, so it was irrelevant. They kept bagging on about great chance, great chance, great chance. The one replay they showed down the line, he looked offside, so I don't really think it mattered. Um, and then the penalties... <laughs> Sarabia hit Excuse the post me. again. Sorry? Sarabia hit the post again. He hit the again. post again, yeah. The, the penalties were absolutely cack. Um, they didn't score any, did they? No, I was wondering if that was the first time. Do you know if it's happened in a World Cup before where a penalty shootout a team hasn't scored a single one? I, I can't remember it, but obviously going back, there might, there might be instances. But yeah, three three pens taken, three missed, and they were... <laughs> You can say they're crap, can't you? But if they go in, they're not crap. Yeah, I know. Like, that's not Hakimi one that wins it. Everyone's, you go on Twitter, everyone's like, oh, he's got ice in his veins. What a penalty. Ah, I've got this written down, but... If the keeper stands still and saves it, everyone's going mad. What the hell's he doing? It's a shit pen. Just fucking put your boots to it. It's one of them, isn't it? If it comes off, you look a genius. And if it doesn't, everyone's telling you you're ridiculous. So it was a ridiculous penalty, but it goes in and, and you get all the credit for it. Yeah, I think it really... We, we all sit at home and say it's a shit pen or it's a great pen. And, the, and and most of that is based on the fact it's been scored or hasn't been scored, isn't it? It's... Uh, it was a shit pen is the answer to that conundrum. But well, I mean, won, absolutely, but... Yeah, because you didn't even catch it right. It sort of bounced. He's, he's tried the Penenka, if you didn't see it, anyone. He's tried the Penenka. It never got more than about six inches off the ground and then sort of bounced on the line and went in straight down the middle as the keepers dived out the way. And again, yeah, you're seeing all these photos of ice in his veins. He basically fluffed it. It was a terrible decision that he didn't execute very well, and it went in. Got away, so, got away um, with it, yeah, yeah. So you get away with it, it's fine. But uh, if you miss them, I mean, we've seen... I'm sure Messi missed one like that recently. I, there's, there's one big name who, who tried that recently, 
I'm sure it might have been messy in quite a big game. Um, and everyone goes mad, even though it's messy. So it's one of them. And it, the, the, the reaction to it can be wildly one way or the other, depending on the, the outcome. And Yeah. So I think ultimately Spain, Spain have played four games and won one. They beat Costa Rica 7-0. Costa Rica played the exact opposite way to Morocco. Um, they've then not beaten Germany, um, lost to Japan, and were unable to beat Morocco. So I think ultimately Spain have got what they deserved. Morocco qualifying was a good story. I think it's good for the tournament. It's great for African football. Um, they get a chance to be the first African site to qualify for a semi-final. Uh, but apart from that, um, the actual game itself, they do look really well organised, etc. But it'll be interesting to see against a different side. Um, a more a more potent side, a side that puts it to them a little bit more, asks a few more questions because Spain just played into their hands. So, um, and then finally today we on, had... that, on that point, before before well, we move on from there, I mean, I've seen a couple of people tonight saying, from England's point of view, at least we don't have to face Spain now. I'm thinking I wouldn't have faced no, not at all. Spain. The, the way they've played in this tournament, Spain, I wouldn't have been bothered about at all. And Morocco would probably possibly be a harder team to to break down and beat. I mean, Morocco have only conceded one goal uh, in the whole tournament, and that was an own goal as well. Um, yeah. You know, they've played Belgium, Spain, Croatia, uh, and as I say, an own goal against Canada. So four games, only one goal conceded. Uh, and I'd talked about this pre-tournament uh, and in, in the build-up to some of the group games they, they had a really good sort of defensive record coming into it as well they kept clean sheets in the last four in the build-up to this so they're going to be a hard team to break down and um, for me if Spain had got through the night I, I wouldn't be thinking oh god if we get past France we might have to face Spain because um, they were garbage they deserve to have gone So No if you look at what Brazil, Argentina France um, have done England um, they all would be um, would give you more more fears than than Spain have done. I think Spain have been down there with kind of maybe the Netherlands um, in in the next rank, and then and then Croatia. So yeah, not much at all uh, for for Spain. The the second game tonight um, really odd one. Portugal six, Switzerland one. Um, got this wrong. Just uh, sorry, just going back to Spain. I bet we spent um, everything wrong again. Took the team total on Spain. Actually, like the unders, but so did the books. The bookies loved the unders as well. Um, and so we, whereas we mentioned them, they're all a little bit short, four to six, under two and a half, uh, stuff like that. So I thought it was a safer way to take Spain. That was shite. Um, yeah, Portugal six, Switzerland one. Um, I took the draw. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and this was just a bit of an odd one as well. They left Ronaldo out. Um, I think he'd had a bit of a party with the manager, maybe, when the manager took him off the other day. Um, yeah, I reckon in. he was throwing, throwing in, like shouting at the manager only when he comes off. He claims he was shouting at one of the opposition, but it's exactly what we've seen at Man United again, isn't it? It's, it's Well, when I saw that news this afternoon, well, an hour before the kickoff, I was thinking, ah, oh, this is now falls back into my handicap of they're going to fall apart, when which I'd... Um, the way I'd handicapped them before the tournament. So I was thinking, yeah, Switzerland will win this and then I can be, I can go on the show and see how right I was. And then they won 6-1. Um, so I can't do that, but um, Gonzalo Ramos, uh, Benfica, a kid from Benfica, pretty much an afterthought, like um, scored his first international goal and then scored two more. Um, 
So Ramos, who came in for Ronaldo, uh, stuck a hat-trick in. Switzerland were absolutely... Cack. Fabian Shaw uh, of this parish, Newcastle United's Fabian Shaw, was terrible. Absolutely terrible. He, he was to blame for both the first two goals. Um, he let the kid shoot for the first one and then just didn't bother jumping, lost his marker for the second one. Um, he did save the day by picking up a yellow card. I backed him at 130 when I saw the team news. Um, he's had two appearances in this tournament and picked up two yellows. And I think we did alert you to that uh, in the show before we've handicapped the Swiss first game. I did expect him to start and he hasn't. He's started because um, Elvedi, I think, has been ill. Uh, the Munchen Gladbach player. Uh, so Shaw came on, picked up two yellow cards. So there's an instant six and a half units of, of profit uh, there on, on Fabian Shaw. So I still don't know what to make of Portugal. They were really good tonight. Um, they were really good. Uh, Leao scored a really good goal. Um, but just the Swiss were really, really bad. So um, as much as I concede that Portugal were better tonight, I still don't know really what to make of them. And then I don't know what they're going to make of Morocco, who they draw next, because that's a, is for the reasons you've just given out, Baz, those clean sheet stats, etc. Um, a really tough game for Portugal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't watch the game tonight. As, as you know, I've, I've been out entertaining the family. Um, so I didn't catch the game, but I was sort of keeping my eye on the phone, looking at the scores coming in. 2-0, 3-0, I mean, like, Christ, what is going on Yeah, Just didn't see it coming at all. Um, I, I fancied Switzerland uh, to get something off Portugal tonight. And, I mean, we've, we've talked Portugal down again and again, haven't we, and, and been caught out with them throughout. And I remember saying this to you early on in the tournament. I remember doing the exact same thing the year they won the Euros, just talking them down and talking them down the full yeah. way through it. Um so it does give me a bit of a, a bit of a fear that, that they could go a, a bit further and and keep surprising everyone with the with the results. I mean, Ronaldo. What what, what are they going to do with him now? You, you well, the kid who came him, in scored a hat trick. So exactly, I think what, you've what, got to you've got to give him a shot, haven't you? Um, I think so. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how they line up and and how. I, as I say, I didn't see any of the game, but I'd seen some headline about Ronaldo apparently walking off the pitch after the game, whilst everyone else was celebrating. I don't even know. If, I don't know if that's true. I, as I say, you can make anything look like what yeah. you want it to look like. Could he could be walking off to go and have an interview with someone or anything? So I don't know. I hadn't hadn't looked into that any further. But if the Apple Court is upset and and Ronaldo is not not happy about things, then, then be interesting. See, see. But I mean. Manager can't be that pissed off when we brought him on in the second half, didn't he? So, yeah, that was it. Um, it was hard to work out because every time Portugal scored, there was a camera right up the nostrils of Ronaldo to gauge his yeah. reaction. So, um, he was warming up when a couple of the goals and went the second half, and he was clapping and flexing arms above his head and, and smiling when he came on. Um, because the game was won, uh, the game was over as a contest. He was laughing and joking with uh, Bruno Fernandes. He was getting involved with the supporters, trying to rile them up. So he seemed to be enjoying himself. But obviously by then it was it was easy to be magnanimous when you're six one up. It would have been a less less straightforward if they were uh, if they were two nil down. So yeah, just interesting to see how that one pans out. Um, we're going to have a look then uh, with this quarter final set back at the outright markets to win 
Uh, we've still got things like the golden boot, the golden ball. There's a few of the markets still in play. Uh, so we'll have a little look at those in a moment once I've told you about our headline sponsor here um, on the World Cup Gambling Podcast, which is the Win Casino. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, Win Bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. If you're looking to get involved in the same game, parlay, WinBet is your home with the WinBet. Build your own bets, let you customise the bet you want to make. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive the special offer. Bet $100 to win $100. Loads to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, I will also direct you at this point to our Discord channel, uh, discord slash sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, loads of fun in there. All the shops are in there. The NFL channel, NBA as well, but there's a, there's a soccer channel specifically. Uh, so you can get in there and have a little bit of chat. Me and Baz are in there most days, fooling about. Um, and um, Spotify, if you can, if you use, if you're a Spotify user, leave us a review. I know people's Spotify wrapped have been coming out uh, this year, and it's great um, for the network in general. Um, if we can get some reviews and some. Some I don't even think they need sprites. a review, Malcolm. They just need to tick the five star button. That is it. Oh, okay. Is that how it works? Yes. So nice. uh, if you are listening on Spotify, it really does take a second and it would be greatly appreciated if you could give us. I'll, I'll, I haven't even done that, Buzz. I'm going to do that when I... Uh, get yourself on. Because until we get so many reviews, we can't actually say our score. Um, so yeah, get yourself on. If you're on and you're listening, it'll literally take you two seconds. Similar, if you're on Apple and, and whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast, it really is appreciated if you can give us a review and a, and a rating, please. Yeah, absolutely, Buzz. Um, right, okay. So eight teams remain. Um, the outright market is France, our oh, second favourites. I do not know why I said that first. Brazil are oh, um, plus one seventy five, a price of seven to four. France four to one. Argentina six to one. England six to one. Portugal six to one. Netherlands fourteen to one. Morocco twenty eight to one, and Croatia are thirty three to one. The lineup is Netherlands versus Argentina. England v France, Brazil v Croatia, and Portugal versus Switzerland. I think the first thing to point out, Baz, is uh, your little wall chart. Um, you mushed yourself this afternoon, which made me laugh because yeah. you've got seven of eight in there, in the right place as well, um, yes. coming through in the right place in the group. But before Spain kicked off, you said, oh, if this goes okay today, I'm going to end up with eight out of eight. And no sooner you said I, that, I a- did Spain get turfed out. Yeah, I was a whisker away from having all eight of them in the right position. So I, um, as you say, the, the Spain, Spain went out on penalties. Um, yeah, we had Netherlands v Argentina down, Croatia v Brazil, England v France, and then I had Spain v Portugal to, to get to the quarters. So seven out of eight in the right position. So, so you know, right right place for group winners and, and runners-up and stuff. Um, not a bad effort. And so it's, it's meant, looking at this show, and after sort of start again, Particularly yeah, in terms of following the yeah. through, because a lot of it's 
a lot of it's there. Um, all, all, you know, there, there can be you know, a lot of football being played since we first drew up the wall charts. But I'm I'm still sticking to my guns a little bit with a lot of what I've got here. So, yeah, that's fair enough. I, five out of eight. Um, got England, France, and Netherlands, Argentina. So two games correct. Got Brazil in the right spot, and then the rest of it. So not terrible, uh, but not as good as you. In terms of um, a little bracket through then, Baz. Uh, which four teams? Do you have advancing and then uh, two to make the final? Just quickly take us through um, from eight to four to two to one uh, for you. Yeah. So uh, as I say, I'm, I'm looking back at the original, and I'll, I'll tell you where I've changed my mind. Uh, I originally had Netherlands, Argentina, and I've went with Argentina. And there's nothing that's happened that that would change my mind there. I'm still quite strong on Argentina and, and haven't been blown away by Netherlands at all. Uh, so I predicted also a Croatia Brazil quarter final with Brazil going through. And I'll stick with that. England-France pre-tournament. I'd predicted England-France quarter-final. And I've got France going through. And now I'm wavering. Like I, I'll come to me reasons for it shortly. Um, and then finally, I, I had down Spain-Portugal. So that's where it tipped up a bit. So we've now got Morocco-Portugal. And I'm going to go with Portugal. Um, I can't keep opposing Portugal any longer. Um, watch so, me yeah I'm sure you will um, and, and that's fine uh, but yeah I'll I'll take Portugal to go through so that would give I, I'm going to go I'm going to lean England so I've I've changed my pre-tournament pick of France to beat England uh, that would give us Argentina and Brazil uh, I said at the start of the tournament I, I think they'll both get there they'll both get to that semi-final and I think it'll be a coin toss. It, I think you'd said yesterday, Brazil sort of they'll probably have a tougher game when they come up against South American opponents, where there's a bit more familiarity. Um, and I think that could happen. So I'm, I'm sticking with Argentina to get to the final, and that leaves Portugal, England, and I'm I'm, I'm on the fence at the moment. I probably I'll probably have to go England, um, which sort of leads into a few of the, the, the sort of bets I've looked at. I've looked at a couple of forecasts. Uh, but if you want to uh, tell us how you see it planning out first, and then we'll we'll talk. Yeah, about okay, we'll get we'll get onto those forecasts, and I'll, yeah. I'll run through mine. So yeah, I got Argentina knocking out the Dutch, um, and a couple of our biggest bets, bars from our million pound show, are riding on this game. You've got a lumper on Argentina to reach yeah, the semi final. Yeah, um, how much the tournament was was Argentina to get to the semi? So massively riding on on this one. And so as I say, it was was more than half of my stake in the uh, no, well, almost half of my stake in the million pound show was on that six to four plus one fifty was was Australia to get the semi. So um, yeah, we've got we've got money riding on that, which uh, which would be very nice if that comes in. And that, at the same time, if that comes in, one of my biggest bets was the Dutch to be eliminated in the quarterfinals. And um, this was the exact reason I picked this bet. Um, the Dutch were going to win their group easily, um, get a poorer team out of Group B, advance to that and then get knocked out of Argentina, um, which was 5-2 to two plus 250. So we could both cash uh, a nice little bet there, Baz, if that one comes off. So yeah, Argentina going through to play Brazil. It will be Croatia quite comfortably. I've put England through to go against France. Um, God, it's hard, man. Toss of a coin. Uh, they'll take on Portugal, I think. It'll get rid of Morocco. Um, and then I've got Brazil going all the way and Brazil will take on England. 
in the final. So the two, two um, from that market, obviously Brazil, uh, seven to four. We tipped them up at the start of the tournament. My tip was Brazil at four to one. But if you didn't get any Brazil, you want to go back in. I wouldn't put put you off seven to four. Uh, my pick still Brazil at plus one seventy five. Um, and the two the forecast is Brazil England. It is a price of eight to one. And then Brazil France. I think that's the key game for me. England France. Um, I think either of them can beat Portugal or Morocco. Um, I've got Portugal going through. But England France is um, sorry Brazil France is half a point shorter. That's fifteen to two. A price of plus seven fifty, so eight to one or seven and a half to one for Brazil over England or Brazil over, Brazil over France. Um, what was your uh, forecast, Bas? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sticking with Argentina, uh, and I wouldn't put anyone off backing Argentina again. I mean, I tipped them beginning of the tournament. I backed them at the beginning of the tournament eleven to two, uh, so plus five fifty. They're now a bigger price than they were pre-tournament. They're now six to one, uh, plus six hundred for Argentina to win. They've overcome the group stage. They've overcome the second uh, round. And they're now a bigger price, I'm assuming, based on the fact they're going to potentially come up against Brazil. But I think everybody had that scenario yeah. in their predictions anyway. Uh, so the fact they're a bigger price at this stage, I, I just can't be put off them still. Um, I, I do... I get why Brazil are favourites, um, worthy favourites, and I'd... I'd quite happily be on them if I'd backed them at the start of the tournament. I'd, I'd be happy with where, where I was, um, but having backed Argentina early on, I'm I'm happy to stick with them. Um, so forecast wise, I'd, I'd looked at Argentina, England, uh, Argentina to beat England at twenty to one. Nice. Um, and Argentina, Portugal at a similar price, uh, and that sort of covers the scenario. If we can get England through France, then you've got a massive chance of having. Uh, well, obviously you've got to get Argentina in the final as well. Uh, but the two of them are 20-1 to 1, in line with me, fancy and Argentina to get to the final. Um, I'll take England and Portugal both at 20 to, to come okay. runner-up to Argentina. Uh, so another market we looked at is the top scorer market, the Golden Boot. Um, Kylian Mbappe is a clear favourite um, for good reason. He scored five goals um, and then there's a load of players on three goals. So he's got a two-goal lead. He's four to six. He's a price of minus 164 uh, to take that down. Uh, behind him, you've got Richarlison, um, who's on three. He is 13 to two, plus 650. Um, these players are all on three goals. Messi at 10 to one. Uh, Olivier Giroud, 18 to one. Cody Gakpo, 20 to one. Marcus Rashford, 22 to one. Bikayo Saka at 33 to one. And Gonzalo Ramos, who got that hat trick tonight for Portugal. He suddenly shot into the free at 25 to 1. And then players on two still alive. Uh, Julian Alvarez of Argentina at 33s. Bruno Fernandes at 50s. Uh, didn't score tonight. Uh, Portugal hit six, but he didn't get any of them. And then Kramaric, um, the Croatian, is at 100 to 1. The market is made for me here by the each way terms. Um, so each way, the equivalent of win place show. Uh, in America, so you're getting paid out for second and third place. You get a quarter of the odds if your selection comes first, second or third. So anyone except Mbappe, you're getting, you're making profit on if they finish second or third. Um, so really just following the, the my little system of Brazil um, getting to the final, I think Richarlison has to be a bet. Um, and this is 
actually top four, I think. Uh, one, two, three, and four. Um, so a little bit of profit if he probably one more goal, I think it'll get you a get you a place in this market as well. But if he does knock a couple in, they could they could hump Croatia. If he knocks a couple in, he's going to be level with Mbappe. So he's not totally out of the market. Especially if if uh, Mbappe was injured today, missed training. If England can knock France out without him scoring, so you've still got that live live chance of winning a plus six fifty. But even then, one more goal will get you a little bit of profit. It's a decent safety net. I think it's six and a half to one. I think you have to bet him. Um, so, if France do go through, obviously um, um, we're sort of putting a line to Mbappe and look for some place price here. Olivier Giroud at eighteen to one again for the same reason. One more goal, I think, gets you a gets you a place in what quarter of the odds for four and a half to one. Um, it's a decent payout for Olivier Giroud to score one more goal effectively. I reckon. Um, so I think that that represents value. He's definitely going to start as well. You need the opportunity. Um, so I think I think one more goal to do that. So they were they were my two leans here. Um, Richarlison not very flashy, uh, thirteen to two, but I do think that uh, Olivier Giroud um, is live at eighteen to one um, in that market behind Mbappe, who just look he's got it wrapped up. But I was playing for each way money bad. Yeah, so there's one thing to point out here. There's there's two different markets. You can look at the golden boot or you can look at the top goal scorer and there's a difference because the golden boot goes, if it's a tie, it'll go to the person with the most assists. Okay. The golden boot, whereas the top goal scorer, um, if it's a tie, it would be dead heat rules. So there is a, there's a difference important to point out. Um, so I was on top goal. <laughs> excuse yeah. me, so top, goal, top scorer goal scorer there, scorer, and, and Mbappe and, and Giroud both finish on five. Then half your stakes a winner. Simple as that. If yeah. you back the golden boot and you've backed win only, and Mbappe has got three assists and, and Giroud's got none, Mbappe wins the golden boot. He he picks up the golden boot trophy. He's the winner of the golden boot. But yeah. in terms of top goal scorer, they're both top goal scorer because they're okay they're level. So worth pointing that out to people. If you're getting similar price in the top goal scorer market, then consider that because you, you've got that chance. Because at the moment, Mbappe is on five goals. He's also got two assists. Um, any of those others in the market, the only ones that have got assists, Messi's got one. Uh, and Ramos, who got his hat-trick tonight, also got an assist tonight. So you could have a couple of them might get up to five goals, but they'd still be behind Mbappe in the golden ball, in the golden boot by virtue of the fact that Mbappé's got those assists. Um, for me, I think it all hinges on on this France-England game, doesn't it? I've got to think, if, if France win that, and Mbappé's got another two get well, Mbappé's potentially got another three games, hasn't he? Because if they're losing the yeah. semi-final, they're in the third, fourth place playoff. If if France beat England, I can't see how Mbappé doesn't get the golden boot. I'm not backing him at, at four to six, eight to 13, whatever it is. Um so my hopes in the golden boot market revolve a bit more around France not getting through. So although I like the thinking with Giroud, um, you know, if France do go through, then then he is a good price for an each way bet. Um, so I sort of ha- had a bit of a look further down the list of players on three who could possibly get a couple of goals along the way if the, the sort of Bracket goes as I expect. So I've looked at England. Um, Rashford and Saka are both on three. And I can't see why Rashford's 22 to one and Saka's 33 to one. Exactly. No, he's 
he's twenty two to one, but Saka's thirty three to one. Yeah, okay. And Saka will start because he played the yeah. other day, and and so I think the the team the other day for England, I'd be surprised if it if it's any different this week. I think he's likely to go with the same lineup. Um, haven't had a good result against Senegal. I'd be very surprised if Rashford comes into the team, um, and I would expect Saka to start. So I think Saka at thirty threes. Is definitely better value than Rashford. Uh, obviously, he needs to pick up a couple of goals, or you know, one goal as you say it could get you into the place money. Um, so it does. It, it follows on from me sort of predicting England might get past France, and if they do, and Rashford's looking at possibly three three games to get a couple of goals. Uh, sorry, Saka, um, thirty three to one each way is one that stood out for me, um, and then one that obviously. I'd looked at this initially this afternoon and, and didn't uh, didn't have any Portugal players in my sights. But then Ramos, 25s, he's got to start the next game, hasn't he, against Morocco? And I know Morocco are good defensively. Um, but Portugal with a very good chance of getting to the semi-finals. And, and as I say, you've got to factor in, if you get to those semi-finals, then you've potentially got that third or fourth place playoff, which is a bit of a nothing game for teams, but it could also yeah. potentially have a few goals in there. So... Those goals will still count towards your top goal scorers and your golden boots and things like that. Um, so maybe he's a bit of a bandwagon this one. You, you know, he certainly wasn't on my radar before tonight, but uh, haven't played that way tonight. Expecting him to start next time. Twenty-five to one Ramos again. He's got an assist as well, so that, that sort of pushes him a, a little bit up in the tiebreak as if you're on the golden boot market uh, each way. Ramos and again, it's it's it's. Hope and Portugal are going to get to at least a semi-final and he's, he's looking at three more games to get on the score sheet. As I say, if you're looking outright, it's really, really hard to look past Mbappe even more. So if France beat England, I think you can pay out on Mbappe now. I can't see how he gets beat. Yeah, there's no. Um, there's been examples of sort of a hot hand. I remember Toto Scalacci springs to mind for Italy, 1990. Um, just getting hot at the right time and uh, Ramos could just bang another couple in you know you could say they could win beat Morocco 2-1 and Ramos gets another two and all of a sudden I get 25 to 1's very live indeed um, uh, Margaret caught my eye was the winning continent Baz now I thought this I handicapped this this afternoon presuming Spain would win I actually thought the prices would have changed but they haven't um, Europe are the favourites at 1.8 Um so four to five minus one twenty. South America even money is going to be my pick here. Just as a little bit of a safety net because, like I say, I've got Argentina, I've, I've got Brazil um, in most of my picks. The way I've undressed this in um, forecasts and outrights and stuff like that, I've got Brazil. Um, but I just think even money plus one hundred for South America is really good. Um, uh, Argentina Brazil semi final does look. Not a safe bet, obviously. I think Brazil will beat Croatia. Argentina, not quite to share against the Netherlands, but they've been poor. So you're going to, you'd be unlucky not to get a finalist. If they, either of those teams get to the final, I don't think they're going to be even money to win that game or to, not only just in 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So if the trophy, like if they play England, France or Portugal, um, they're going to be the favourites. They're going to they're going to be minus one twenty, I think. So it's no, just a little bit of value. I think you get a you get a South American team in the final uh, to to lift the trophy. They're going to be minus one twenty to plus one twenty for France, England, Portugal, whoever you get. I think I mean the closest to that might be Argentina v Portugal. 
or Argentina v France. So you know what I mean. But um, I just think it just look, look it looked to me to represent a little bit extra value, Baz. And you could have an even money runner in the final uh, by putting that bet on now. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I mean, Europe being short is, is based purely on the numbers, isn't it? There's five European teams there to two South American teams. But well, at the time, it, obviously, Spain were going to get chucked in there as well. Another big name brand to go with England, France, whoever else. Um, Spain haven't gone in there, so Africa is still alive in that market. Um, but yeah, so, the, the prices I mean, haven't changed on the top two, so I'm, I'm yeah, even I mean, happier with it, it. When you break it down, um, the bottom part of the draw, you're very, you're very much expecting a, a European team to get there on you, England, France or Portugal to to get there ahead of Morocco. But then equally, you know, you look at the top side of the draw and you'd be amazed if you don't get a South American through at that end. I, yeah. could, I could understand South America being the outsiders a bit more if they were in different parts of the draw, maybe, because um, I just think them, them both being in the top part of the draw, I, I'm struggling to see one of them not getting to the final. And I agree with you, if they get to the final, they're probably slight favourites against anyone. France possibly, you know, France get a good result against England and then a good result against Portugal. Suddenly, France are are going to be pushing to be favourites in that final. On but, but yeah, I, I like I like your angle. South America evens isn't a, isn't a bad show. I mean, we've both got Brazil or Argentina to win it. So yeah, yeah. So add them in. And then the final market I've looked at, Baz, is the Golden Ball, which is the player of the tournament. Um, the market is Mbappe is the 11 to 8 favourite currently, plus 137. Uh, Messi is 92, plus 450. Then it gets out to Neymar, 14 to 1, Richarlison, 16 to 1, and any price you like uh, the others. Now, I've already got Richarlison at 50 to 1 here, so I don't really need to top up this market. I think if Brazil win, um, again, all my eggs in one basket, it's hard to get away from any Brazilian. You could maybe. Add Vinicius in there, who came to life a little bit last night, got on the score sheet, etc. And maybe over Neymar, Vinicius is is a big price. Um, the a live dog that I've looked at, Baz, is Jude Bellingham, twenty to one. Um, just because of the his profile is currently as high as a lot of these players in the tournament. Of all the England players, Bellingham's getting more airtime. He's getting more column inches than anybody else. He's playing out of his skin. Um, and he's going to be a top-class player for the next 15 years. I think if England, like I say, progress at least to the final, um, but it's going to be on the back of a lot of good Bellingham performances and everyone's saying the right things about him. Um, and there's no reason why he shouldn't perform well because he's absolutely top-class. Bellingham's 20-1, to 1, um, so I thought he might just be worth a little dabble. Um, and if England can see off France... Um, yeah, he might still be live when it comes final time, Baz. Yeah, so I've marked the same player. Um, I looked at the market. Again, Mbappe 11-8, we know why. And if, and if again, I think if if France get past England and make it to the final, then Mbappe, Mbappe's got every chance of winning, doesn't it? It's a, it's a one that I think is probably hugely... You, you've, you've got to get to the final, you would think, haven't you, to win it. Um, and both of us have got England getting to the final as it stands. Again, trying to avoid Mbappe in the hope that England do beat France and, and we can look a bit elsewhere and get a little bit more value. Uh, I had down an England-Argentina final. If Argentina win the World Cup, you can guarantee Messi wins the yeah. golden ball. True story. You know, 
it's just one of those things, isn't it? Um, but I, I, I did take off Bellingham as well, because similarly, if, if England get to the final, he's the one who's making all the headlines for England. If England do the unthinkable and go and win it, I can't see that it's going to be anybody else but Jude Bellingham who, who picks that up. So 20-1, to 1, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all over that as well. I think good good value there. Did you know that um, Birmingham City had retired his number? Yes. When he uh, when he left, he was seventeen years old when he left. But you yeah, have to have made you like because that doesn't happen in this country anyway. I've never, read it. I don't think I've ever heard of it actually in football. Um, I've seen a, seen a couple of things on Twitter the other day about that Birmingham City fan saying, "Oh, everyone laughed when we retired his shirt, but he's yeah. laughing now." And I thought, Christ, man, you know that's like Newcastle. Like, we haven't retired Alan Shearer's shirt, yeah, and he's the best striker the Premier League's ever seen. Um, and there's loads of instances of that you know plenty of clubs have had amazing players but 17 year old he'd achieved nothing at that point had he to retire his shirt was just but he must have been that good um, like obviously yeah, people I mean, they've obviously people knew something, something about him for yeah, yeah. shirt retired at 17 when you say you played a handful of games really uh, in the championship for Birmingham so yeah that that just uh, was a bit of a curiosity really more than anything else Um that's me. Done for my picks, Baz. Did you dip into any other markets? Uh, the only other thing I looked at, at, at out of interest, I was looking at the Golden Glove because I tipped up Allison pre-tournament at five to one. Um, he's in now to nine to four favourite, which I was I was pleased about. He's kept two clean sheets, conceded one goal last night, um, missed one of the games. He got rested, didn't he, for uh, the last game yeah. of the group stage. I mean, the first two games, he didn't make a save. So I, I did think, how, how does that play into your chances of winning a Golden Glove if you're not actually making any saves? But he actually made a couple of good stops last night. And that, that was why I sort of picked him. Brazil to go far into the tournament. And he's got those sort of highlight real saves potential, hasn't he? I think he had one or two of them last night. So a nine to four, I, I don't need to do anything more with that. Five to one, I've got a bit of value there. Uh, so I did have a little look further down. Um, more looking at... If if we get a shock or two in these these uh, next round, which which has got potential, I know exactly where you're going to go here, Baz. I've just where, where loaded this market up. Um, I've not looked at it all day, and there's a name absolutely jumped off the page. Um, well, I'm going to write one. it down I, here because you're going to you're about to see it. I looked at it this afternoon, so this was before tonight's games, um, and the one I was looking at was Livakovic. For oh, right, that's not what I'm assuming you're probably... Are you looking at the Moroccan? Yeah. Yeah, so so obviously that... For exactly the same reasons, I've, I've wrote him down tonight. For exactly the same reason, I think he's about 20 to 1. Uh, but it's not... You know, I, I think the penalty shootout is 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 great, isn't it? It, it adds to, to your chances if you win a penalty shootout and save several penalties in it. Um so Levakovic was the same reason he had the penalty shootout yesterday, but then in the uh, in the group stages he kept two clean sheets as well. Um, so two goals, two clean sheets. He has conceded two, but a penalty shootout win. We expect Brazil are going to be Croatia, but if they did, if for some stupid reason we ended up with another penalty shootout in Croatia, went through on pens. He'd be in there with a shout if you, if you get through two penalty shots. But as you say, tonight's change review a little bit and I would definitely lean more towards Morocco because the, the there's more chance of a Morocco upset tonight. Sorry, in the next round, there's more chance of Morocco beating Portugal than there is Croatia beating Brazil. Um, so yeah, I think those penalty shootouts could be 
uh, potentially eye-catching. So he's kept a clean sheet against Spain. Uh, he's got clean sheets against Belgium and Croatia. That's a solid start for someone to, to win that goal. Yeah. Glove, isn't it? Three clean sheets out of four. Uh, a penalty shootout win. And let's say they get the penalties against Portugal and win again. I think even if they went out in the semi-finals, he could potentially be a golden glove. So a 20, 20 to 1, I'll take. That's it. Yeah, that's absolutely Bruno, left off the yeah. page to me, Baz. I, I just looked at that page for the first time today. Yassine Bounou. I looked absolutely. at them. Um, I went on Twitter after the game tonight, and Bono was trending, as in the U2 singer Bono. <laughs> and I th- it can only be people getting this bloke's name wrong, unless Bono might have done something himself. Um, but I s- presumed it was just that people had got their Bounou, Bounou um, for. For Morocco, yeah, and if you see, he gets a Portugal, if he saves a pen over from Ronaldo or Fernandes in that shootout, like, um, I think one more, one more nil-nil and maybe a, a penalty shootout win and he's absolutely live he's at 20 to 1. Right so, yeah. yeah, I think 20 to 1 is, is brilliant for that. So I had looked, I'd looked at the Croatia lad, but I'm definitely now leaning the other way to the, uh, the Moroccan for exactly the same reasons. They've got clean sheets under their belt, got a penalty shootout under the belt. And a real life chance in the next round, like so. Yeah, that was one of the golden gloves. The only other thing I picked out, and to be honest, it, I'm, I'm off it now because I looked at it this afternoon, and it was Portugal to be eliminated as runners up, so to finish runners up in the thing. What nine to one this afternoon, Portugal, uh, and then I went four to one to finish runners up in this tournament. Uh, I'm not yeah. having them at fours, but but at nine to one this afternoon, I think it was probably halfway through the Spain game when I looked at that price. Yeah. Based on the fact that Spain looked crap, uh, yeah, and I'm thinking Portugal will beat Spain, uh, but obviously Spain going out and Portugal going through is now massively reduced that. So I did mark that one off this afternoon, but didn't uh, didn't get on in time and and it's all unravelled a bit. So uh, otherwise, uh, what, I think I think that's pretty much all of all of mine. Yeah. Uh, one other thing with Bunu, I think if they make the semi-finals as well. I think um, they'd be the first African team to do that. And I think there would be some sort of recognition for them uh, from FIFA because these awards are uh, subjective. This one particularly is, uh, like you said, about the golden ball. Um, so they maybe would throw Morocco a bone um, in terms of that as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I talked about the golden ball at the start of the tournament because I'd, I'd tipped Alisson. Um, and I remember looking at the, the sort of history of who'd won it and, and the majority of them do get to the final, but not all of them think um, that there has been passed. You know, I think Courtois won it last time. Um, yeah. And Belgium were third place, weren't they? So I think Luis Suarez won it one time as well without them getting too deep. So, uh, yeah, losing in the semi-final doesn't mean he can't win that, that golden glove. Um, so, yeah, would if you if you're taking that, obviously you're looking for Morocco to beat Portugal, and you're you're definitely in a twenty to one. Huge for that. Uh, champion, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, we talked there for about twenty five minutes longer than we planned, Baz. Um, a proper, a proper pub football chat. Um, end of the show. We'll be back tomorrow to look at quarter final day one, which is Friday. The first two games. Um, so around about the same time, I think. Uh, for that show and then as we approach the weekend things go a bit higgledy-piggledy as always um, I've got jobs Friday and Saturday keep the cogs of industry turning one man economy um, so but yeah we'll definitely be back tomorrow to look at those games for Friday um, Baz anything else you need to tell us? No I think that's all from to, from me tonight 
Champion, um, as I mentioned earlier, go to all the right places and help us out with uh, subscriptions and likes and five stars on Spotify, etc. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll see you down the road and don't let all the cream go in your finger. Good night. Good night.